and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 58. This is the weekend edition, and me and Brandon are here as always. There's no mail tonight, so we got ditched again. It seems like every other weekend we get ditched, but there's no mail, so we're going to be talking about four books tonight. And we're we're going with the whole idea of we get to pick and choose what we want to, you know, review on the show. Uh, and we'll try to keep it a little more positive. And that's why uh, No Road Home is nowhere yeah, in sight. Fell off I said list. it's Avengers nowhere in sight because I'm not enjoying <laughs> it. Neither are you. Uh, so we're going to keep not it. finding it, its way into my home. It's that's not, for no, sure. it's not finding <laughs> its way into my heart. That's for sure. Uh, but if you want to go and find us and talk to us on Twitter, we're at WS Marvel Comics. We also have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review a lot of the books, not every single one of them that comes out. And I'm a little behind on my reviews. I, I get so busy at the end of the month and the beginning of the month because of our Patreon account, yeah. which I'll mention if you want to support us for this podcast and all the other ones that we do you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check that out we have a bunch of other shows comic book related and non-comic book related but yeah at the end of the month and then at the beginning i I get overloaded with that but i'm gonna get on some reviews i did do invaders (laughs) so i got that out and i love that and i I did really like that so staying with uh, the positive trend of things yeah yeah and that was that was uh, can we talk about that again not that i I I like all the books we're doing and, uh, line, one kind of middling score out there. The rest of my reviews were all pretty high. Yeah, yeah this, I won't this spoil decent... which is which. But... Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I know the middling score is the one that we're going to be talking about tonight, and it'll be the first book. But yeah, we're going to be talking four books. It's going to be Amazing Spider-Man number 16, Superior Spider-Man number 3, Black Panther versus Deadpool number 5, which ends that series, and X-Force number 3. And uh, with that, we also have an email. I want to say the email real quick is weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, and you can mail in anything if you don't like what you hear if you like what you hear whatever it may be you can do that but we're gonna go to the first book and now all right what's the first book brandone all right the first book is the amazing spider-man number 16 that's written by nick spencer pencilers of ryan otley and alberto albuquerque anchors of cliff rathburn and also alberto albuquerque colorist of laura martin brian reber carlos lopez and letterer vc's joe carmanga after leaving a tense dinner with Kirk Connors' family in the underground home, teenage Billy resents his father for making him hide his reptilian appearance. Peter Parker ran into an even more tense situation. Mercenaries Taskmaster and Black Ant had chased an Oleski Skevelditch rhino right into the restaurant Dang. where May-, <laughs> May Parker was eating. As the building collapsed, Spider-Man was protecting Aunt May rather than save Oleski from capture, knowing the decision would haunt him. He doesn't know yet that Rhino was delivered to Craven the Hunter. When Craven hasn't been attacking poachers and their guides in African territory, Sergi Cravenoff has been working with Arcade on a mysterious adventure with their sights set on a launch site a little closer to home. 
Yeah, and this starts off the Craven hunted, hunted. story. It's yes. the prelude. Big uh, it's weird too because I would have thought that you know the way this even feels this first half because there is a backup as well uh, that deals with the Lizard Boy and Spidey <laughs> a little more. This first half, which is you know the length of a regular comic, is all Craven and what yes. he's been doing. Both Craven featurette, and with this. You could look, because by the end, they do give you a checklist, and I believe there is enough issues of these HU hunted issues to have had a miniseries with Craven. I mean, it definitely could have had a Craven miniseries. I guess what they're thinking is people would be more likely to buy a book that has the Amazing Spider-Man on the cover. Than just Especially when you, when you kick it off you know. into Spider-Geddon, it kind of the sales come in a little under the Amazing Spider-Man, you know, yeah. so this is a better way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, I think that that's five. what they're doing. And in the fact that the matter is Nick Spencer's writing it. So why go off to a secondary thing? Yep. But it is weird because it's going to be labeled and numbered weird. We saw these so. HU numbers. I did not realize that you were going to double up on numbers, but yep. one of them be an HU because the next issue we get is going to be amazing spider-man 16 hu where this one's 16 and it's weird that the prelude isn't an hu either there's a track Uh, record of them doing this in spider-man they've kind of had concurrent stories running previously like they'll do these 17.1 issues yeah yeah which is a totally separate storyline and I guess this is kind of a callback. And they had that, that. Remember, they had that Avengers thing where they had the point five, yes, where they yep. went back to the you know original looking deal and telling new stories, stuff like that. So yeah, I get it. Uh, but it's just weird. It, it it's is weird strange. to me. Hu um, is a strange thing to throw after your. Yeah, number. really. I mean, <laughs> I guess they just wanted. They did want to spell out hunted or you yes, know whatever. But so uh, this first part, this main part is the Craven stuff. And we see what he was doing. We get some background of what led to it. And we start off with that piece of crap, uh, you know, big game hunter, that rich guy who was, yeah, you know, hired. The, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's the dentist, dentist from the internet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is, you know, he ended up hiring that guide who ended up dead and things like that. And he thinks he's going to die. And Craven's like, no, no. I'm not going to kill you. You're doing what your body and your mind want to do. We are hunters. You know, we, us men are hunters and I couldn't, I couldn't just, you know, throw you aside, but he's got kind of an ulterior motive somewhat by the end where we see that all the people that Arcade had gathered with, uh, you know, him that Taskmaster and Black Anna got for him, they're all going to be hunted by these rich big game hunters uh you know in some sort of contest that we we knew something was coming up but we thought that all the people that were being gathered were going to be part of like a they call it even here the vicious six or the savage six they call it uh these aren't to be against spider-man per se they're to be hunted by these people in like you said because a little bit of a twist yeah this is the the second time we've recorded this book and you said (laughs) the you know you have the iced tea was it iced tea in the the game the greatest game or what yeah i I think it was just called the the game yeah Uh, but yeah you have a lot that it's basically you know the most uh dangerous sport man yeah you know you've had a bunch of things like that with a twist because they're also animals and yeah disgracing the animal spirit and that's i do like that that craven has gathered these people it's almost like what we had in invaders on wednesday when Hydro Man got his powers taken by Namor, Namor, you know, shoves it aside and says, I deserve these powers because no surface person should have water powers. Control He's saying water, yeah, that these man. characters aren't, 
they're not animals. They, you right. know, they're using these animal powers, but yet they're not respecting it. They don't have the spirit of it. They are channeling things without being respectful. They're not. I like that twist. I actually really do. Uh, though a lot of this is background. A lot yeah. of this is recap. You get the thing of Craven uh, going, and even from Craven coming back from the dead. You see that at the beginning. It's classic where he's coming out from the grave, uh, living in the savage lands with his wife and kid and all that stuff but they end up dying all Ends that up making and then, a clone army totally yeah, normal stuff yeah pretty much makes the <laughs> clone army of himself to have sons because his daughter just leaves she sees what's going on with these these An clones and yeah she's like i am out of here and then just denounces the name of craven off and, and goes off and he's like yeah really he doesn't seem that upset no he's he like really i doesn't. got my sons they look like bam bam a little with, with black hair <laughs> uh, but little they th- do. they're all these you know they're clones of him to be his sons he's raised them he teaches them they're fighting they're hunting and then when they get of age he says okay everybody i we have this test i'm gonna send you off different places here see if you can fight you know hunt be what i am be a craven and then when you come back we'll we'll celebrate and whoever can survive and do this you know we'll have an army and we'll do what we have to do yeah. yeah and one comes back and one comes back with a, a a a sack of skulls is what he's got, and he just like here's all you like. Where are the others here? And it's just these skulls, and he's like, wait, you monster, you're an abomination, a beast. Come here, boy, I love you. Love and me, it's yeah. one of those things that I like. It's that twist, and he's all like, he's so happy with this young craven, this clone of his. Um, but he says, you know what? I, I want to end up passing on the kingdom to you. Unfortunately, the hunting grounds, they, they're kind of, they're, they're crappy right now. Yeah. There, there's not much to it. And we got to figure out something that we can do along these ways. As this is going on, he's just getting in a suit. <laughs> yes. Guys, they take off his classic, you know, his vest and then get him in a, a tuxedo because they're going off to set in Craven's plan and his yeah. plan to get back his hunting lands, get back his, you know, kingdom deal to me is to make money on what is destroying the kingdom. Yeah, these, I kind of these... got that just to, so he is charging all these rich guys to like essentially yeah. go hunting in this, in yeah. this, and uh... before they were just doing it for free. They were breaking right. any treaty they were going. So he's figured out a way. Okay. They like hunting, right? Well, this is what I can do. They're, they're either, I'm going to allow them to just, they've already destroyed everything. They've hunted out all the animals and things. I, I could go and kill each of them, but it's almost like the mob where they always say in movies, you know, where you see the mob killing somebody who owes the money. But when you kill somebody who owes you money, you don't get the money back. Yeah. So if he would go and kill all these big game hunters, he, he's not any better. Yeah, he gets revenge. But his kingdom is no better for it. The so, animals are still dead. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to bring those back. So it, to me, he's setting up the ultimate, you know, hunt because he knows these people, that's all they crave. They crave this hunt. So he's going to set up this hunt with these villains, charge them, and then get money to bring back everything and, and get his kingdom in order and stuff like that. I really like it. He's used Arcade. He's actually used Taskmaster and Black Ant. We saw to gather all of them. And in this presentation where he's taking selfies and stuff, which was odd to me. but And he seemed a little too happy for that, me. That's but, the thing. Like some of these motivations, like there's so many motivations st- stacked on top of each other all to lead to this 
this one thing like really a long game he's been playing here and mm-hmm. it's a you know it's in a spider-man book but almost to the point spider-man is is a secondary thought yeah. in his and, entire and that's plan, the funny thing is because weird. you have a big you have a backup in this which you said you know it's to tack on the extra money i agree but it's <laughs> yeah. also i think that they realize that with this prey hey, there ain't no spider-man there's, not, there's, there's no spider-man here of our hero no. yeah, he, so they have to do something name literally yes. in one panel yeah so with this they have this big you know hey everybody well, you know you want to hunt we're going to give you the savage six and these are oh, all by the these. way peter's sick too so that's why yeah <laughs> yeah really and that, that's why he doesn't interrupt but yeah all these guys are there and you have the vulture scorpion tarantula Steg- stegron King Cobra and uh, Rhino. And uh, with that, some of these haven't been exactly bad recently so yeah, that's no. a shame you know and uh Just even disrespecting with, their animal avatars i guess yeah and with that we we had talked before when it didn't work out uh i said that one of my first craven thing stories was when it was in venom and he was doing the dinosaur under you know the dinosaur people underneath the new york and stegram was in that so i yeah. saw him i'm like that's pretty funny uh but yeah at the end it's just one of those things like okay you're gonna kill a lot of birds with one stone here you're going to stop these big game hunters from being pieces of crap and going into your kingdom you're then also going to get rid of some villains that nobody really cares about and then maybe some of these villains will even kill off some of these things but then at the end it's kind of and even when this is going on i can sit there and say okay nobody's going to get that involved. Like, is Spider-Man going to stop this if yeah. he... Will he even know about it because well, I, I of Rhino and... Spider-Man gets involved is because it's, I guess, in New York, although his prison yeah. kind of looks like it's in Africa somewhere. Well, that's somewhere. the problem, though. Then it steps it up. And then yeah. you see that there's this prison and this giant mountain. There's way more than just six villains. Now it's getting... He's getting a little over his head. And then in the backup, you see that possibly... You know, you have uh, Black Cat uh, might be captured for this, too, and also Lizard Boy. Yeah, which is going to bring Lizard Man into the the equation as well. And again, yeah, that's the deal, because you even have where you have Lizard Man go in to to look in to Billy, his son, and he's gone because he went off to go on that date, which we knew was not going to work out, right? We we knew, and it's funny, too. That girl, we knew she was going to think he was a monster from the get-go. Yeah, (laughs) and as this goes on, all I could think of is, why is Beast? boy in a book because that's what he looks like the whole time like, he, he just looked like and beast that's, boy that's not the right reaction beast boy gets along with the ladies very yeah, well really yeah that's true it's just weird though that the look is so beast boy with this kid it really but, is yeah he he just goes and you know catches up to this girl also the girl seems a little bit older than him in my mind as yeah. well but he it's ends up getting kind of at a club type situation yeah yeah, yeah. He has to get away. Uh, you do have Peter who's sick. He's eating soup. He's having problems. He's got a cough. And I don't know. It, I think it's just a way so that he's not involved yeah, right he's away. Yeah, out of the story. I think yeah, because then you have, yeah, then you have Taskmaster and Black Ant watching. They see, you know, Billy running this lizard boy. He gets captured by them. Uh, and also it's alluded to Black Cat as well at the same time getting captured, which does go with the MO of just grabbing all the villains that have you know these uh you know animal type names and and abilities and things like that so that's where i think that at one point craven almost got away with maybe doing something that could be under the radar yeah it's not under the radar no, anymore. Not anymore and he, he 
went too big with that mountain at the end of the the first half you, of the you, deal. You kidnap adults, nobody cares. It's you yeah. take one and kid. I'm telling you, the world you kidnap, and and he, I think he <laughs> maybe made a mistake with Rhino as well, just yeah. because of where Rhino was and, and who, who was Rhino, involved. Rhino with him. keeps teaming up with literally every Spider Man. So in the that's the thing. Thing. But really, Scorpion, Tarantula, Stagron, King Cobra, the, these guys could have been captured and, and hunted, you know, wherever. Not in New York either. Do it somewhere right. else. Yeah, go, but, go to your island. That's all yeah, barren yeah, or so do the And we'll see how this works out. But, yeah, now Spidey is involved, it seems. He, he would have to be, at least just to look into what's happening with Black Cat and Billy. Uh, so, yeah, but I didn't mind it. I actually didn't mind it. I'm not going to go hog wild with it and say yeah. that it's my favorite comic. It's not nearly my favorite comic this week. Um, but I'm going to go with seven. Uh, I like the art throughout. The backup art was a little different, but okay. Yeah. Uh, just, suits out and style, Beast Boy's yeah. in it. Tell you, Beast Boy. But yeah, Half other than right that, it, it does set up an interesting story for me to want to, at least before I didn't care about this Craven story, this right. HU deal. Uh, now I kind of don't mind to see what's going on and how it turns out and how Spidey gets involved and things like that. So it's a little more clear what's going on. And I do want to see, I, I mean, just imagine like the guy who we had that thought he was going to get killed by Craven at the yeah, beginning. The, he, he, yeah. He's, he's a big fat guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to see him trying to stop Rhino. Yeah. I, I, there's no I way. I see him fight Scorpion. Now, with right? that as well, just imagine, because you have at least the six going at the beginning, there seems to be hundreds of people yeah, in this crowd. I mean, there, there's people in the balconies. He's really looking this, to cash in. I, I'm cash in, and also <laughs> there may be like a thousand people against six. I'd like to see if these villains then try to team Even up. If it's going to be, yeah, you know, something like that. Guys. So I, I think that that's pretty cool. So I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I could even, you know, the second time talking about it, I can't even go to a 7.5, but I'll stay with my 7. What did you give it? Yeah, I also reviewed it on the site. I think I came in around a 5.5 there, so I'm going to stick with that. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's it's a terrible idea, but I just don't know how long we're going to stretch this story out. It feels pretty simple that, you know, maybe eight or nine issues aren't necessarily needed. and yeah. And some of the motivations kind of being just all stacked on top of each other feel a little you know, convenient and, and like a long game was being planned kind of in the background, which is yeah. really spelled out detail by detail here. So, uh, you know, if you're a big Craven fan, I think that's, you know, who this is really aimed at. I'm not a huge Craven fan. And, and yeah, I, I like him enough. Yeah, I, I, he, I just I, I think with this tie-in stuff i'm gonna get real sick of this real quick and, yeah. and i'm just afraid there as far you know as what it, you know what it is i think that you have there's a limited uh you know a line in the sand that you have with craven that uh, probably most people get to too much craven very quickly yeah I, I just haven't had that much craven uh, right. so i you know i'm i'm not craven craven <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't mind Craven, and, yeah. and I, he always makes me laugh. His type of story is just you know it's kind of the same all the time. He, yeah. He's been in a few other books lately, like you mentioned Venom, and and he's kind of done the same thing with Old Man Logan. So you know that's kind of what's going to occur here. Just going to be told over yeah. a much longer stretch. So the, ugh, the thing we'll that see. I always like about him, and it happened in that Venom story, is when he showed up in town. 
he wanted to, he made a big announcement, if you remember, and they had a press conference and he shows up for this press conference. And that's what shocked me in this one. Cause the press conference, he just shows up with his craven vest on. Hey, man, you know, it's, it's his just son's like, bare chested out yeah, too. Yeah. He's just yeah, all I'm painted you, up. I'm and... shocked that he ended up getting in a tux here because yeah. it, it, during that thing, he was just, he just showed up for this important press conference with, with just his vest on, you know, with his bare chest. I, I would have went up at least laugh. to six if he wore just his regular. Regular costume and just threw yeah. a clip on bow tie on that there. Been good. That would have been that good. Yeah. Then he would have looked like somebody from you know one of those uh, videos that you see, one of those uh, dancing bear videos or something <laughs> that that I have never I seen. Feel like a wrestler used to come out with like just his black shorts and maybe a bow tie collar yeah, thing going yeah. on. I don't know who that is. But there was uh, my mind. Virgil ended up coming out like that. Yeah, at maybe one it point. was Virgil. Yeah, maybe he that's used to I'm come out of. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good book. But we're gonna move <laughs> on to the next book, which is another Spider-Man book. Yeah, this is Superior Spider-Man number three, written by Chris Dose Gage, penciler Mike Hawthorne, inker Wade Van Graubadger, colorist yep. Jordi Belair, and letterers of VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh, Otto Octavius, known for many years as Doc Ock, Octavius had a life-altering experience when he swapped minds with sworn enemy Spider-Man. By taking on Spider-Man's mission, Octavius also absorbed his sense of responsibility. He redirected himself to selfless acts on behalf of innocence, but his sense of superiority made him Otto, a different kind of hero. As Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Otto fell in love with scientist Anna Maria Marconi. His dishonesty made the relationship impossible, but Otto hoped she would tolerate him with a new body and identity. My favorite comic book name ever, I think, Elliot Tolliver, yeah. as a co-worker at Horizon University, but he was wrong. She would have reported him to the police at former Herald of Galactus Terrorex. The Tamer not landed in San Francisco, offering dominance or death with no heroes on hand. Anna Maria let go Otto to save the city as superior Spider-Man. After several strategies failed, Otto called Anna for help to protect countless lives. She finished the machine Otto had begun and demanded the night shift. Former villains Otto hired his assistants, bring her and the device to the battleground. The machine worked, siphoning godlike cosmic power from Terror X and into Otto himself, which is where we pick right yeah, up here. That is a heck of a, a recap. It seems so much shorter oh, than it really was gracious. before I started reading Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has the power cosmic. And uh, the, you know what the weird thing about this, this series is usually we get a, you know, a series like this and I am full on board at the beginning and then I fall off. I'm actually yep. liking this more and more. As I like we go this on. issue so much better than issue yep. two. Like yep. I'm zigzagging on this one. I liked one, didn't like two, but I really yeah, like I'm telling you, I'm actually liking it more and more as we go. Now, last issue was more of just a fight scene. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, so is this one. Yeah. That's but all this is. one is better because you see the full out motivations yeah. of auto. The whole thing. Uh, it's a little spot the team gets involved and as they get involved it really does make auto even more of a hero and it is it makes sense that anna marie sees that he could have ran at any point yeah. and he protected the city to the point where he almost died uh but really all it is is auto going against terex uh and you know talking crap using the power, the power cosmic, cosmic. Yeah, yeah they have half the power I, I, cosmic i thought essentially power cosmic was referred to this just short of how many times no restraints play maybe was you know what else Black is too <laughs> also the idea of the the really stressed terex like listen you've just got the power cosmic. I've had it all along. And he he says that a bunch of times. 
and uh, so you embrace I, the darkness. I was born in it. There. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, but I like the way Otto is even saying like through this, even in his mind, saying like, oh, you know what? This power cosmic's great, but my greatest of it's still my mind, yes, and, and, and my I'm not getting prevail. enough time to to do anything. And that's where Anna Maria comes out and she uses her big brain and say, now again, she does in a way that I can't really explain. Oh, uh, you know, because what they do is she it's needs, science-y kind of well, she needs to get a hold of some piece of Terex. Obviously, when this happens, you know that it's going to be the axe. Yeah, he's and throwing so he, that thing around yeah, willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. So he throws it again, and they grab it. And then they analyze it to change it to the frequency of his power cosmic and then to the opposite of it. Uh, but while this is going on... Even you, you, Night Shift lending hands at a yeah. couple points in time. They're yeah. in and out of this fight more than... <laughs> oh, yeah. The Brothers Grimm are, are well, pretty know. good here. I'm trying here. to think of a hockey analogy for some reason. Like somebody that just got out five minutes for fighting and just fights immediately. Just goes right? and yeah, goes, yeah. Guys. Or it's, it'd be one of those guys who are like you're at like two minutes into the period. They get a five-minute fighting penalty, but somehow they just go to the locker room and like, I'll see you, I'll see you in the third. Like, what are you talking about? You, you, you can come back here. But yeah, the Brothers Grimm are pretty good in here. I still yep. need Gravedigger. Yeah. Uh, he needs to be back. But the Brothers Grimm are pretty good here because at, at one point when – you know, everybody's knocked out and the police are coming. They're like, should we get the boss? Should, should we get Otto? No, no, no. He no, never told us this. I love yeah. that they used the fine print. He never actually told us to get him. So that yeah, wasn't let's get that Yeah, I love it. They're just going, these are the guys who are at work that drive me nuts. These are the, it's not my job kind right. of guys. This is wrong turn at work when you're like, hey, you helped me with that. Why didn't you do that? Oh, nobody told me to do that. I'm like, really? You can't think for yourself. But yeah, while this is going on, I- I'll tell you one. I like the art. One thing, though, that I was a little bit disappointed at, that the only time that you really, really get a really cool idea of the power cosmic with superior spider-man is when he uses his you know the uh the iron legs when he goes and, yes. and shoots from then other than that you don't really get a lot of cool power cosmic stuff yeah i like and, the one part where he was kind of using the rock around him to throw yeah, that, that was terrax cool. rip his but skin even that off. it didn't look that great you know what i mean yeah. i wanted something that was just incredible looking that right you yeah you want to see some cosmic power level things going yeah. down here and basically like i said you get the the legs punches yeah the legs know? blowing terex back with the explosion type deal with the kirby crackle and all that going yeah, that on was, was cool. pretty cool that was about the coolest thing uh but throughout all this like we said he is just you know playing decoy for the most part and but i like like he even did that a little last issue but this issue i liked it because it was spelled out better and you're kind of playing along with it and seeing what he's doing and seeing that indeed if you are reading this book and are waiting for him to turn bad it doesn't look like he's going to no. and then anna actually sees that as well and yeah they end up working he still together has his braggadocious moments which yeah. are awesome and his over-the-top vocabulary, which I get a kick out of personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely, aside from that, his, his inflated sense of ego and his superiority, obviously, yeah. uh, he's a good guy at heart, which is, is pretty cool. And yeah, I gives like it, it more of a twist than the original Superior yeah, Spider-Man does. series, where he was essentially just a bad guy kind of masquerading yeah. and had this bad intentions in mind. Here it's different, and I, yeah. I like how it gives it that new twist. It's yeah, not the and, same thing. 
And so he, in a way, he is not trying to win over Anna, but he is a little yeah. because she sees that he's a good guy. Uh, and she he gets actually, up the power that, you know, yeah. she, I didn't think she thought he would give it up once yeah, he got it. Yeah, because at the end, he ends up, they end up, the axe gets reverted to the opposite yeah, of the cosmic that he it. has. Yeah. He even calls it the poison pill, where again, he also uses Terax's kind of braggadocious stuff himself for him to go and grab the axe to cut off, you know, uh, Otto's head, and then he just kind of fizzles out and kind of turns to rock and falls down. I don't think the buildings down. were going down from power. I think both their egos didn't fit yeah, San really. Francisco. And then at the, yeah, really. And at, at the end, though, he just ends up giving up the power cosmic and just says, you know what, we'll keep it there. Uh, and also says, you know what, I'm smarter. My brain's the, the most yeah, powerful thing this. in the universe. I don't need that. And he does give it up. And then he's like, hey. And it's funny because then he's wobbling. And he's like, by yeah. the way, Brothers Grimm, uh, you know, uh, I order you to. And then falls over. <laughs> and that's when they're like, should we help? And like, he nope. never gave Let's us the order. Here. Let's get out of here. And they fly away on that star. And they get out of there. They are uh, such good comic relief. Oh, and yeah, they, yeah. They play so well off like Otto's just super serious yeah. nature. And smart. Yes. They seem to be, especially, I'm telling you, them with Grave they are the three stooges they really are and uh i like it but also i even like living brain who ends up being the one who saved and that's the weird thing too you see what happens and he's blacking out and you see anna and living brain there and then i think that she really saved him and he says like who who got me who saved me i was living brain i think that she wants to not admit yeah yeah. she she doesn't want him knowing she has any sort of like soft spot yeah yeah, because she saved him and really went through all of these ideas because as he's passing out he's like they can't find out my identity and then he wakes up in a hospital bed but not even in the hospital and he's like where, where yeah, am I why horizon. he's at horizon and she says oh I I worked this I said you got caught in a you know crossfire there which is kind of true and then I said the hospitals are a little too crowded and so she has him she also got a hold of Peter yep. and said do you think that we can trust him and Peter's like, yep, I do, but make sure that you, you keep a little eye on him. Yeah. And she does show that. And then he says, you know, what happened to Terex? What happened to the, you know, the the harness with the power cosmic? And she's like, oh, you know, Alpha, Alpha Flight, Flight yeah. came and grabbed both of those. So they'll be fine. Yeah, she has the power cosmic. Yeah, she no, has I it like separate. That twist, yeah, too. she has it there with Living Brain uh, to make sure that if Auto goes bad, she has a way that she can fight him. Now, now, hopefully this isn't a, a setup for a misunderstanding because yeah. I'm telling you, it's starting to remind me of why I don't have a gun in this house because <laughs> Tanya gets a little wacky sometimes. And sometimes a gun in this house would lead to some just a little misunderstanding yeah. and i'm hoping she's not going to do that because she seems to already he is winning her over but she says we're only co-workers we're nothing else we're nothing else there's you don't even think there's anything else and i like it too because there's not even that wink wink at this point where you have like auto like yep she likes me they're playing it pretty straight up but she seems to be Ready to pull the trigger at any point yep. that she thinks oh, she's she bad. Does. And you know, Otto 
the way he plays his games and does things like this, you can see where he might have at some point a plan to make himself look bad so that he could do something good. Right. And that might be a, a the time big where misunderstanding this, we're, yeah, we're anticipating. I'm telling you, yeah. because Otto is is he is ripe with any sort of mis- everything he does is misunderstood by everyone <laughs> so i i'm i'm really afraid of that but th- this whole deal and including that ending including the grim the brothers grim there from yeah. the you know that including living brain and i i really liked it yeah, i really 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 liked, really liked this yeah and it, it shocks me how much i actually like this issue especially like you said after last issue i i didn't hate it but we were down on it because of the fact that it was just a fight scene. So when you start off where they're still fighting, I'm like, oh, here we go. I know. I liked it. I, I'm giving it an 8.8. I liked it so much. Uh, what would you give it? Or yeah, what I'm, did I'm you gonna, give it? I gave this one an 8 on the site, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm going to stick with that here. I, I really – I enjoy the art, I think, a little more than you do. I just – I think it suits the tone a little bit more yeah. of this book than the others. But I like how they all have their own distinct styles. I, so, I like that too. So this one kind of goes with, with the style I think it's going for. Um, you know, the, and like I said earlier in in the review, the – Way they're writing the the Superior Spider-Man book this time is is different, gives it a different flavor than the first time around where where it was present, and and I like that that's the hook that it needed for me to to kind of keep picking it up because if it was going to be more of the same kind of evil Otto going about his day, you know I've read that before and I know how that that ends and that that moves along and and this with him having kind of a true like good heart. Uh, just makes it more interesting for me and, and kind of having those people in the background doubting him and, you know, the living brains also always been tied to him. So I like those yeah. characters and they, I think this book is doing a better job than amazing right now of, of dealing with the supporting cast in cool ways than, yeah, than we're agree. getting there instead of just being like cameos. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, we're going to move on to the next book, and that is Black Panther versus Deadpool number five. This ends the mini series, and boy, there is a recap for all recaps here. I know, this, and I, as you're talking, I'm you going can through jump this. Into this, bo- uh, this I, I'm book telling at you, any point. Yeah, I'm telling you, this recap will spell out everything. I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you that Black Panther came up with this technology called star cells that can heal people and make them pretty much cure death itself. You had Deadpool in the last issue, and I'll even go with this. Black Panther brought Deadpool back to uh, Bernan Zana to face justice for killing Jack O'Lantern. But Deadpool escaped, stole a Black Panther suit of his own, and managed to <laughs> teleport the entire Great Mound, where the world's only supply of vibranium is mined, to Paramus, New Jersey. <laughs> and yeah, this whole thing had started with the idea that Willie Lumpkin, the Avengar, the Fantastic Force, beloved mailman, had been hit with the crossfire, had a shard that was going to his you know into his heart kind of like a tony stark and so it led deadpool to think well if i can get some vibranium in there there is a one in a million chance that that would save willie so he's gonna do it we had a lot of you know back and forth with deadpool wanting black panther to team up with them we kind of at point said why don't they just give him the vibranium which it was only just the tiny it was just to keep it going and so and in the meantime the star cells I wasn't even thinking, and one time we mentioned it, that we thought that that was going to be how it would end, but the star cells that cure death itself eh, could kind of be used and does here. Yeah. That's the spoiler well, of what I feel happens. like they've kind of moved away from it the last, I don't know, issue or two, yeah, it seems and I kind like of what, forgot that's about the it thing. until the I end I think here. they did that. I think they did that so that it was a kind of a surprise. Yeah. 
Uh, but when you get there, you're like, well, that's not a surprise. I remember three issues ago. Right. You just got away from it. But it does start, and there's some good jokes in here. I it love does the start, start of this book. Yeah, and it does start with basically Deadpool setting up a Lucy from Peanuts kind of a stand here that's vibranium for sale, one million per pound. Chest <laughs> offer. I like that one guy stops. Yes, he's like, he's you just... know what's going on? The problem is, is what we were talking about before, which was kind of a clever joke. He, he, you can't mine it. Yes. What do you mine vibranium with? It's just in shreds. Yeah, it's in shreds because it, it's the hardest thing. What do you mine it with? And, you know, we could say like adamantium or whatever it would be the case, but that's not even dealt with here. And it seems like he just like, okay, you want some. Well, do you have any ideas how I can mine this? Because yeah. I need some too. That's a guy like you or me this too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy's just there. And the guy's even like, really? Like, are you really? So-? Also says, are you Black Panther? And because he has that, he's you know de- uh, Panther pool. Yes. So Panther he's pool. like, you, you kind of look like Black. He doesn't really look like Black Panther, which is crazy. But he also has like that a- was my favorite joke actually, where he's like, of course I'm Black Panther. Yeah, he's basically like, be problematic if I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I like, he's like, hey, listen, you might get a free sample if you help me try to mine this. Also, he has like the Carnival Barker's hat on. Yep. Uh, so he's got all that going on. Oh yeah, I totally imagine him talking like a Carnival Barker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at that yeah. point when he, and the you guy have stops. been uh, in a cool deal. And I, I still – I oh, and you know what? I didn't even give the credits after that. I should give <laughs> yeah. the credits. Daniel Kibblesmith's writing, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. I was just going to say I like Ortiz's art a lot in this. Yeah, me too. Uh, Filippo Sebriero on colors and VCs Joe Sabino on letters. And, yeah, I love the art style. I really do. And it really fits well with, say, Cosmic Ghost Rider style. Yep. Uh, and even X-Force coming up. Uh, so I like the art. I like the jokes. It's very fun. It's action-packed. It's And it's not – again, this book isn't trying to get on any soapboxes. If you just want to have fun, no, fun and yeah. you want to have a I fun – it actually takes shots at the Black yeah, Panther yeah. book. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I was just going to say if you want to have a Black Panther book that's just there for fun come at it you can have it uh you get shuri in this where shuri ends up being able to save black panther and kind of shut down uh deadpool because that suit that he's on is connected to the internet yes, the she says she, she is the queen of the internet they get that and through this whole deal it's just uh, again a long fight but it's it's just funny because Deadpool <laughs> just wants to win. Yeah. He's yelling like and screaming. He, he gets hit by the bus. Dead Panthers, uh, Black Panthers, like you fool. And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I needed that energy. <laughs> yeah, he's like because he had that suit that gets kinetic energy. Yeah. So then he hits Black Panther and knocks him. But yeah, they end up going into the the uh, undead world, the, where you know the uh, land of the dead. That is the Black Panther deal with all these other Black Panthers. And uh, yeah, the, and Deadpool's Wade's just soul and Deadpool, yeah. And Deadpool's it just like, oh, man, look at all the stars here. And they're going. And even at the point where you want to know the type of jokes, at one point, one of the big jokes is Deadpool thinks that Black Panther's mad because the X-Force has the X-crossed arms as their <laughs> thing in the movie. And Black Panther had that for Wakanda forever. And he's like, you know, it kind of is more like an X than anything Wakandan. Yeah. It's, it's and, uh, not a panther. It doesn't yeah, make a yeah. panther. He's like, it, it doesn't make sense. And uh, so you have that. That's funny. But in the thing, it does take a little bit of a twist yeah, in the land of the dead where it is the idea that Wade is kind of wondering do I have a soul? And, uh, you know, all these times, am, am I dying and coming back? Do I actually have a soul? He ends up fighting himself. 
uh, at that point, you, you have, you know, the whole deal where you're just mad you might be a copy. He's like, shut up. I'm the only thing I'm a copy of is Deathstroke, he's about to say. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We mean you still have yeah. a soul. Uh, but there is a weird twist where it comes from the idea that that black or Deadpool doesn't want to teleport because he's afraid that if he teleports, he's not going to be his true self and thus lose his soul. And yeah, it, which it, is it why he little, stopped doing it in the first place. Yeah, basically. it got a little wacky. Uh, that deal. It ended um, very suddenly, which is my yeah. really only complaint with the whole series. Yeah, and with that though. You end up with it being that Black Panther ends up saving Willie. They end up giving these star cells. <laughs> giving him immortality. Yeah, he's now Willie. And it's funny to me because Willie, you don't, you know, he's Willie. He's the mailman. <laughs> but it's funny to me that now he is immortal. You just and, cursed him to be a mailman yeah, forever. And the, yeah, forever. <laughs> and then, and then the, the other funny thing in the art is they're there at his hospital bed and Deadpool has flowers in a balloon that says, not my fault. <laughs> he's just there. He's like, no, my uh but yeah he's like really you're making him immortal like you know and deadpool uh, black panther's like yeah yeah i'm gonna figure it out i'll try to figure it out uh you know maybe there's something that'll rectify that in the long run but then i like that deadpool says you know why don't you use that you you know i'll tell you i'm immortal you know i can come back and it's kind of cool you know i could do a lot of stuff why don't you do it and he's just basically like you know what there's a lot of other things that that are going wrong in the world, and maybe I need to figure out. Maybe trying to cure death isn't something yeah. that I need maybe to do right now. Maybe a different right voice now. when I'm gone is what's needed. You yeah, know, yeah, it's, it's almost like one of those things of why in the U.S. you know you only have two terms right. of president, things like that. I yeah. think that that's what he's getting out of. You know, maybe. When it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. But then you end with a joke where I Deadpool, love this joke. Yeah, Black Panther's just leaving. He has that big crowbar. He's talking, hey, we're going to get out of here. Let's, they, they actually get the coordinates of the mound. They're going to get that back to Wakanda. And Deadpool's like, wait a minute. I, I can't just let him go without me having the last word and runs out. And it's like, hey, by the way, what, what do, what is it? How do the Avengers decorate for a party? Yep. And, and Black Panther turns around and is like, what? And he's like, with an eight foot banner. And then he goes, get it? And then Black, Black Panther's like, goodbye, Wade. And he's like, if you leave, that means you forfeit. And, and actually Black Panther gets a chuckle. He's like, huh, eight foot banner. And then there's Deadpool wins and he gets all, I you know, excited. Yeah, the beginning yeah, and, then, and the ending were great. Well, and then you it know, does say. The- the magic ending for Lumpkin, but you know, how they yeah. ended on that joke was good. Yeah, and it does say then at the end as a joke, you know, De- Deadpool that will works. return in Deadpool versus Fing Fang Foom, yeah. and then the editor's like, we're not doing that, Wade, and he's like, it's gonna be awesome, and, and I really like that. I though, really yeah. like that. I would too. I'm telling you, if Daniel Kimball Smith uh, does another one of these miniseries with Deadpool, I'm in. Yeah, I, I actually like too. this. We said it before, I think the last time we talked about it, this is not a cosmic ghost rider that i can say to most people listen get that it's awesome it's so good but if you're looking for some fun and you want to have a little black panther that's not in space without his memories (laughs) and you want to have you know it's more of a deadpool book to me but there was some really cool black panther stuff in the beginning especially when he was talking to his mom yeah it was really good and and just the visuals of them on the same panel really works out well it really looks cool i love the Uh, art i really yeah i did too like him and burnett's stylized art i uh, it just really has a place in my heart. I can't yeah. explain why. I just love the way it looks. Yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah, and and if you're reading the regular Deadpool run, there's no reason why you wouldn't like this either. I really, really enjoy it. 
I think it's one of those books that I always get a smile from. Yeah, it, it ended a little wacky, uh, and that's going to affect my score a little for this. But overall, I suggest this miniseries. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. If if the ending with Willie and the whole thing about the, you know, you don't want to teleport, and that's kind of what ended that, uh, I could have went up as an, a 9 yeah. with the jokes and, and the art and things like that. And I'm telling you, the one thing I really loved about the art as I go, I love the last two panels of Black Panther with him without the mask on, especially when he's in in the ship laughing. I think it looks so good. Uh, But then at the end, it's like, hey, if if you like this, go and read Black Panther number 10. I'm like, you ain't running my life. You're not telling (laughs) me that. Now, again, I will be reading Deadpool number 10, not Black Panther number 10, Deadpool number 10 with his missing heart and stuff like that. Yeah, I actually, when I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were kind of digging that. So we'll go with that. I didn't even get the idea that we were going to continue and stuff like that. So uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to match your eight. I really, I really enjoyed this series much more than, you know, anything I, I really It actually shocked you how much it you would have liked it, really it right? Did. It was because I like, read the first one and I'm like, you got to read it. It's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did. I, I ended up going back, reading them all. And, and it was just a good time. Like probably one of the more enjoyable in and out Deadpool series I've yeah. read in a long time. You know, it's, I'm with it's you. up there with some of the classic uh, Deadpool miniseries as far as I'm concerned. It, yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's is a trade I would recommend people buy. Like, if you want a, yeah. a Deadpool book, like, go get, snag this trade. I think you, you can't not have a good time. It's just a, yeah. a, a fun I actually think that reading it just in one sitting in a trade would even be better. Yeah. You, you'll like, have if a you got a two or three it. hour flight, this this will kill your yeah. time and, and you'd have a good time doing it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. And it's one of those things that I think that where, you know, we're over at DC doing some stuff and then coming over to Marvel doing this stuff, I think that Marvel has more of a grip on what I want from miniseries. I want this fun times. I want a big story or whatever. I I don't want something to be a 12-issue freaking slog with these maxi series. A super serious look at the mental health and really, like we're reading this. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. And we read five issues. I can't say that at any point in this this five issues, there was a time where I'm like, boy, that was a whole issue of just nothing. It was pretty good through the whole deal and had a very tight story going on, even though it's point to each issue too like each issue had its own individual story adding to the greater whole and and it was just a good time yeah i suggest it i suggest it to anyone uh but we're going to move on to our last book which is another book that we have really been enjoying and i i don't know i don't think it's delayed ever but why does it seem like every time i pick it up it seems like it's been so long because it's just like a last week of the month book type maybe maybe it just always (laughs) feels like you know what i mean It's not like february was a long month either this month I'm telling you, it just always seemed like, yeah, I I go to read. I'm like, man, we haven't talked about that in a while, but we did. And it is X-Force number three. Uh, and it is written by Ed Brisson, art by Dylan Burnett, colors by Jesus Urbatov, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. The country of Transio, once a mutant safe haven, has now become ground zero for a potential genocide under the leadership of acting president Constantine. X-Force's mission to save Tan- Tanzia's mutant refugees and end the tyranny of Constantine despite tensions within their own ranks. One of the mutants initially saved was Andre, an undercover Transio soldier who provided x-force with intel we thought he was on the you know not on the up and up and we were right but as deathlog and andrea or andre infiltrated the transient 
federal building experts and the mutant refugees were ambushed by giant military mechs. And we pick up right there. And I, I really like Dylan Burnett's art. So I. I know that I think that some people aren't going to dig it as much uh, uh, because I don't know why. It's it's kind of a stretchy, cartoony deal. Yeah, it works and at me, the though. beginning Dylan. of this and issue one, I was thrown off a little, especially with Domino. I'm not thrown off anymore. No, I'm me fully either. in. And and if you don't know, he is the artist who was on Cosmic Ghost Rider. And so we were just talking about that. And I really, really like this art. I really do. And yeah, you have the the mutants and most of the X Force team fighting these big mechas. Mechs, They're yeah. taking them down. That that just seems to be kind of an aside yeah, so that they have something basically. to do. Yeah. Because the the big meat of the issue is happening at the military base. And we did see that Andre he sold them out. Yeah. Now, if maybe he wasn't going all. to, and that's <laughs> it, maybe he might not have if the plan was working. It didn't seem to be working, no. or at least they he ran thought into it wasn't trouble working. right away, and he sold them right down the river. Yeah, yeah. So you have that going on. So now there's a firefight there. Now, where the mecha part of it is, I did start liking it. At one point, you have these mutant refugees. They're like, well, I'm kicking in. You know, I'm going to do yeah. this with you. This old guy ends up like, like, you know, he has squid hands or something. He, he ends up going like, hey, it does. It, it looks atrocious. like octopus hands. Look at his <laughs> tentacles. And he's like, I'm going to help. Like, no, no, stay back, you old fool. And he's like, no, no, I- I'm a mutant too. Like, I- I'm going to fight for this. This is what we're here to fight for. I'm telling you, I forgot about Boom Boom. Yep. When Boom so Boom I. showed up, my, my score... It went up. That's and, why and, I liked it too. I yeah, really oh, did. I loved when she showed they, up. They've I loved it secretly. Now, well, not secretly, but they've casually set it up throughout. You know, the last couple yeah. issues of her being I out all there. About her. And I yeah, she comes all flying about her. through here to help everybody out. And, and I'm really telling you, her showing up was almost as fun to me as the first issue with Deathlock. Yeah. When, when he was just the you know the head, and they were taking him back because out of nowhere, I'm like. All right, boom, boom. A character I I didn't even know or care about. She just shows up on a flying on on Domino's flying freaking uh you know van, you know blowing up stuff. I'm like I'm in. It, cool. And then comes and kind of like, hey, uh, you know, and Kid Cable's like, hey, what are you doing? Hey. The grown-ups are talking here, baby Cable. And I'm like, boy, she's got some sass to her. I really liked her. And, you know, she's talking to Domino again. If you're going to complain about... She's on a flying A-team van. Yeah, that's what it looks like. She (laughs) says it's Domino's van. She's like, I'm sorry about it, because then when it lands, it just crashes. Uh, But it does make sense. Those terrorists did tell her what was going on, where to go, and she did. And, again, I want more Domino. In this book, we yeah. don't get a lot that's of domino. One, that's my one uh, problem with the book is is some of the team, even though they they keep throwing some new interest, yeah, like characters Warpath, keeping you, you, you on your toes. To yeah, do. some of them don't do anything but kind of just be background fodder for fighting. Yeah, yeah, that's and Warpath is definitely that. Oh, He's yeah. just there. Uh, it's just the muscle man, and, and that's Shatterstar. It. Shatterstar is there to yell to Warpath, "Are you okay?" Yeah, that's basically he what has he has. A so. little moment in this towards the end with Cable, yeah. though. But that's again the the other thing they just keep beating like a dead horse yep. with this yep. series. Yep. And, and you know, it's it's a little too much, but it's nothing that really makes me mark the score down. Just things I'd like to see them move past. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so with this, you're going and yeah, the big thing that keeps repeating is the idea that Kid Cable, Baby Cable, as Boom Boom says, uh, has to explain himself. And I don't know if it's Ed Brisson just really wants to stress the idea that this is Cable. Like that's the big stress is not just like I'm good. It's the idea of no, I killed myself and then spells it out here it more spells it out in this than he has before basically really laying it on the line listen you know the x-men the original x-men came back the old older cable should have gotten them right out right away it was messing up the timeline people were gonna die i had to come and take care of that and to take care of that i had to kill my older self because he was trying to stop me and again we know this right i know we, i think we, maybe because we've read every book cable's been in i think that yeah. some of the and it, any every this, book it just comes out yes, but at least this one appearance to me it seems like we're finally getting over it in at least this book because it's almost like, all right, let's follow him now. I yeah. think he's on the up and up. Now, is this to get him to be bad? Because I don't think he's going to no, be bad. But, I don't know. Uh, so with that, you go back to the base where you do have Deathlock has been sold out by Andre. He's trying here. to go. In the meantime – Kind of what I said with Ahab was going to go on, but yeah. not quite. Ahab basically says to himself, you know what? Uh, you know, Constantine could have been my partner. He could have come to me and said, hey, you want to team up? We could really take care of things. Instead, he is so blinded by his hate for mutants that he has imprisoned me. Well, I've had enough of this. I'm getting out. And, and ends up just <laughs> blasting out. Yeah, just half. brutal. And, and goes out. And now you kills have basically, son. yeah, kills his son, kills Constantine's son, who he wanted to get that cure for. Which, again, I I got more that Constantine just didn't want that son to be a mutant. Well, he got his wish. He's dead. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, you have that. So he's going off to figure out things. You have Deathlock trying to fight his way through this whole deal. Then, in a weird twist, number one, Deathlock has uh, hot claws come out. (laughs) You have that. So I'm like, that's crazy. But in the weirdest twist is Andre, who ends up kind of using his, what he looks like from afar, is almost like a... uh, uh, ghost Rock. He's got to deal with his powers power. that he's been hiding. He does. From well, he said yeah. they. He actually said before when they captured him. Remember the big twist was how can you go with this army when you in fact are a mutant? That's why they trusted him because he's like, oh, it's undercover. So he definitely has this fire mutant power. But he's going to this. He, he fights his way or just blows these guys away to get through this twi- time yeah, portal. Remember we saw a few through. issues, either was last issue or number one. Some guy stepped through the portal just shrouded yeah, in all yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. yeah and those him. are the bad guys. Yeah, it I might wonder. have been, but I maybe, but I think he's just going to see what's I don't up know. over there. Yeah, yeah because I'm, while I'm this is going on, the mech. what he's up to. Yeah, and the mech and all of the, the weapons are from, you know, Kid Cable's time. And that's kind of when Boom Boom shows up and says, you know, I these terrorists said they were buying them from cable and they're like no 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 cable he's undercover like there's all these tweaks going on uh but yeah it i like it it's all kind of wrapping around there's three stories going on and things like that now with ahab out you got that little thing going on that's more of a wild card of what he's gonna do you have Deathlock. he's going and he's stuck in this you know whole deal you know ripping house and all that but I, I like it. Yeah, and I then with too. Constantine at the end, he goes, he sees that I mean, Everyone's Ahab, murdered. Ahab doesn't even, you know, he, he doesn't even just kill 
Constantine's son. And then in Blood, he writes, the only way to cure a mutant is to kill it. And again, I like that twist where Ahab is there and you have Constantine's trying to get a cure to, but Ahab, like, yeah, you know, there's that, no cure. He's just yeah. doing experiments. And his cure and his cure is kill. Yeah. And that's what he does with the sun. So it's really, really messed up. But then at the end, you do see that Ahab uh, knocks out and then is tearing just, you know, things out of Deathlock, who uh, is one of my favorite characters now because of this so book. And, we'll see. and it's so funny because he's there and he's like, oh, man, because he has that tech. And he's like, oh, what sort of tech do you have buried in your brain? And he's ripping them apart. And then the next issue, it says one shall fall. But who? I'm like, I, I kind of think it might be Deathlock, but I, maybe it, it won't be. It doesn't really look like Deathlock. No, I, I if it's going to be anybody in my mind. It might be Warpath. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, you would want to pick a, a character that there's not much going on with, though, you know, maybe Shatterstar. I, it's I a don't male know. Character and so maybe it is going to be Shatterstar who really gave Cable his seal of approval this issue because yeah, yeah. Cable's holding him then here. Like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. always had a close connection, those two. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. So yeah, we will see. But and I don't know. I really like it still, this, this series just as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I really like the art. So, yeah, what would you give it? I'm going to nudge it up to 8.5 and make it my book of the week because I just have a – just the action. Like it reminds me of just a good action movie where the scenes aren't there to take up space in the in the runtime or the page count. They're there then they actually add some to the story. I mean the uh, X-Force taking out the Mercs and seeing Constantine smash even his own guy's head into the computer screen. Oh, yeah, at one point, he's just like, Uh, hey, what's going on, smash? Yeah, there's just just like even little moments that I enjoy. And, and, you know, a couple things that I do have an issue with. But like I said, I don't know. I'm giving the series the benefit of the doubt. And Young Cable's still new, so he's hammering the point home to people who don't know, I guess. Um, Yeah. I'm fine with it for now. I I think this is my favorite X-Men book going for the most part. Yeah, and and with that, I didn't even spell out. Deathlock is in that prison to grab all the mutants in there and free them. So while this is going on, they only have a little bit of time before these guys and gals are going to get mowed down. So Deathlock being caught at the end and kind of ripped apart, that kind of doesn't spell anything good for these refugees as well. So we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, that's the end of the Weekend Edition podcast. Uh, Thanks, everybody. And yeah, my favorite book of the night was Superior Spider-Man. That was my one of the night. But I liked all these books yeah. like i said i liked uh amazing spider-man a little more than you so i'm on the positive tip yeah um but we'll be back again on wednesday with a couple books probably three or four books as we usually do with aaron to talk about some stuff but yeah we'll talk to you in a couple days later guys